All right, so I was thinking of something the other day. Uh, you know how everyone's always debating about whether or not Die Hard or Gremlins should count as Christmas movies? Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a uh, crazy third option. Uh, if either of those can be Christmas movies, then I contend that the one true Thanksgiving movie is Spider-Man. That does have a Thanksgiving scene in it, yeah. Yeah, the first and, uh, fight between a uh, goblin and Spooderman. Yeah, and they even and the, the they, there's even a Thanksgiving seems... dinner uh, dinner scene that ends with a with an argument. Yeah, uh, yeah. Norman shows up and uh, is just you know uh, everybody just assumes that he's Harry's uh, weird mean dad because he he shows up and is like you know I I, I gotta go. It's like what is to go what like, you need to weather and broom her fast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, plus, I think it also works because I'll, that whole the whole movie, if I remember, kind of has this sort of like almost like gold, uh, like orangish kind of hue to it. So I think that actually kind of works for it, too. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The whole movie kind of has like almost the same uh, sort of hue hanging over it, like very, very lightly that you see on like like on the poster, you know, Thanksgiving colors. Something else about that scene that always uh, bugged me, though. Um, so they're supposed to be watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And uh, MJ is wearing like this silk kipau dress, which is already kind of a weird choice. But I don't know. Maybe Chun-Li took her to nationals. <laughs> but yeah, I was just uh... thinking, I was just thinking it's Thanksgiving in New York and you're wearing like a frilly silk dress uh, and... no the that 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 scene is during their like world day festival or something like they were celebrating uh that that was from a, earlier in the movie where it's like presumably like spring or summer um but yeah they're they're celebrating some kind of like you know world day i always for... thought that was i always thought that was the parade no, it, no, it was a uh, yeah, because they had a you know, it was like it was a big. It wasn't like a parade. It was like a big crowd in like a square, and like they were all watching Macy Gray perform, um, and they were celebrating, you know, uh, platitudes like you know, unity and stuff. Okay, I I, I guess that's uh, forgivable then. Although it is, well, if it's World Day, I guess it makes a little more sense for her to be wearing that dress, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's also where you get one of the best lines in the whole movie. Out, am I? Oh, I thought you were going to say impressive. Uh pretty much everything that comes out of Willem Dafoe's mouth in that movie is 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 uh pretty great. Yeah, uh Spider-Man 2 is the better movie overall, but if there was one mark against it, not enough Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Just fucking he shows up like popping up on Shows up like up once or twice in a mirror, screams at uh, James Franco, and that's all we get out of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his his intro, his un I just love that his unveil as the Green Goblin is him just like fucking <laughs> like jumping onto a table and hissing at the camera <laughs> and then running away like a fucking cat. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't run away like a cat. He like uh, throws the guy up against the wall and yells, back to formula. He's the best part of just about every movie that I've ever seen him in. Yeah. Um he, it's like they told him that they were making a comic book movie, so he just went full comic book. Yeah. 
he's yeah, he's he's like a billionaire crackhead in the movie. <laughs> Uh, he's like he's he he's like you know walking to the boardroom, but he's got like you know he's got like blood like on his co- on like his shirt collar or something. He's like vigorously wiping his nose as he's running around like talking about like you know, uh, you know something about like Spider Man or something like that. And everybody in the boardroom is like, "The fuck is wrong with Norman?" <laughs> he's like, "If one of the guys from Wolf of Wall Street became a supervillain, yeah, maybe Spider maybe maybe Spider Man is never real at all. Maybe it's all just Norman Osborn's fanti- <laughs> like fantasy." <laughs> his uh his coke fueled uh uh representation of all of his pent up rage yeah it's it's all Distilled just flooding his, his son's brain. dorky friend yeah it's it's all just flooding his brain like a dmt trip as he's like stroking out from a massive <laughs> you know cocaine like uh fueled uh like the entire sam Raimi trilogy is his uh coke fueled death dream even the one yeah. Yeah, he's like laying. He's like actually in the bathroom of like a seedy bar in Hell's Kitchen, like dying of a coke, like or like some like coke overdose or something. And it's your new Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, Mazel. Hello and welcome to Splatterpunks. My name is Ness. And David. And we are back after a brief hiatus after the Thanksgiving holidays. And on the subject of holidays, we are talking holidays. Yeah. Scramish. Holidays for days. Actually, not Scramish. Uh, We're talking every holiday but Scramish. Yeah. Well, we can probably talk a little bit about Scramish, but you know, uh, we do but want to. I kind of figured we'd get into uh, plenty of that over the next couple of weeks. So mm. uh, today we were going to focus on all of the holidays that don't really get to play at the Reindeer Games. Yeah, the D, you know, you're, you're solid like C and D listers as far as holidays go. So but before we get into that, we need to express, you know, why we first got on this topic in the first place. Do we and have that to? Was, uh, I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't necessarily have to talk about it in great depth, but we uh, were originally yeah, planning to do an episode about the Thanksgiving movies. The Thanksgiving and, franchise. Yeah. The Thanksgiving cinematic universe. Well, it's not just cinematic. Is, yeah. It's, well, it's far more expansive than, yeah, I had ever assumed. Because I first saw Thanksgiving maybe 10 years ago. And I was like, man, this is a real piece of shit. But it's like, it's one of those movies where it's trying to be a shitty slasher movie. So it 
it just doesn't really come it doesn't land super well um and that's, then it's a, that's a very delicate trick to pull off and this movie's not very delicate yeah so i think i watched that and thanks killing three famously there is no part two. Oh yeah that's uh, that, that's the whole uh that's the MacGuffin uh of uh thanks killing three is trying to well trying to track down the the last dvd copy of thanks killing two well, actually, that's part of it, because, like, yeah, that, that's, it's that's, hard that's... to explain what is the fucking conceit of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the turkey's objective, which really has nothing to do with the uh, the the protagonist's objective, which is trying to get this, like, Sesame Street reject Oogie Loves character reunited with its family. Uh, they're, no, they're... no, she's trying. She she's lost her mind and she's trying to find it. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, it has nothing to do with Thanks Killing too. No. It ha- well, none of the none of the like the ten different parts of this movie have anything to do with anything else in the movie. Yeah. There's a rapping granny subplot. That was a yeah, thing. Flowis. Yeah. Flowis. Flowis. Yeah. And uh, also, the guy in the in the wig is trying to build a Thanksgiving themed theme park. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a a weirdo. Like. Uh, live history guy who wants an entire Thanksgiving theme park. Yeah, that, yeah. But it's not like it's not like it's not like uh, it's going to be seventeenth century themed or anything like that. It's not going to be a colonial Williamsburg type thing. It's going to be a carnival like with carnival rides, and they're all themed to Thanksgiving food. Or or something. I I, I something. didn't. Re- I didn't really get the uh, the idea. Yeah. Uh, mostly, I was just sitting there watching this movie, going, "My God, how is this movie only ninety nine minutes? I feel like I've been sitting here for years." It was a it was a really long movie for as as short as it is. That was a long <laughs> ninety nine minutes. Yeah, yeah. I I I found myself like checking the uh, runtime multiple times and being like how has it only been 35 minutes <laughs> i swear to god i've seen the sun come rise and fall <laughs> several times yeah um maybe that was just me blanking out like the green goblin yeah so thanks killing you know i get what they're trying to go for but i just don't think it was super well executed so i can't really recommend that one the the, the first one is bearable uh, I could see. I, I think we, I actually watched it with you uh, for the first time and a couple other people all those years ago when it was on Netflix. Yeah, and you, you, you could you could have a time with it. I won't say yeah. you'll have a good time, but you could have a time with it. Well, that's the thing is, I think it gets better with uh, with an you know an audience to watch it with. Yeah, due to uh, COVID reasons, we had to watch the all of this shit uh, alone. So yeah, maybe so. I don't know. Maybe maybe next year uh, we'll revisit them. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe not part three. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I will admit yeah. I am a little curious about the stage musical. I mean, yeah, I, I got to uh, I got a cop that I am at least morbidly curious. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't find any, uh, video recordings of it online, although I also didn't look very hard, but the soundtrack at least is up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. They did a stage musical that debuted in 2017 right here in Orlando. Oh, did it? 
Yeah, at the uh, 2017 Orlando International Fringe Theater Festival that we I apparently have. Yeah, I didn't even know we had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good to know, I guess, if uh, movies are still a thing on the other side of this. You mean theater? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, theater even more. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. That, that was always a hard racket in the first place. Uh, yeah. So. Well, you know, drama... It had, you know, 4,000 years. Pretty good run. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. From uh, from the Greeks. There are storms we cannot weather. Yeah. From the Greeks to the Donald. Yep. Um, I, I was going to go down the uh, the list in, chrono- in, like, order of which holiday comes first. But since we're on uh, Thanksgiving, uh, there are actually a couple, uh, at least one other Thanksgiving movies. Uh, yeah. One is Home Sweet Home, kind of a run-of-the-mill slasher that just happens to take place on uh, Thanksgiving. Hmm. It's about a PCP-addicted killer terrorizing a family in their remote home on Thanksgiving. O- okay, you have my attention. <laughs> so straw dogs, but with angel dust? Uh, okay. Um I'll 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 track it down. <laughs> I'm down for anything uh, with a killer that is just fucking geeking, man. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, also a uh, Blood Rage, which is a little more uh, notorious, but does not feature uh, PCP, so far as I'm aware. I'll take so I have to take off a couple of points, but I'd still give it a run. And there is a third one that not technically about thanksgiving but you know is still makes for interesting thanksgiving watching is blood freak blood freak it is a pro christian anti-drug thank uh movie about like a bombed out drug addict who gets into some bad acid turns him into like a monstrous killer with a giant turkey head who goes on a kill crazy rampage, but is redeemed at the end through the power of prayer. <laughs> All right, new number one. <laughs> That's going to the top of the list. Now I have your interest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I am slowly pivoting in my desk chair as we speak. <laughs> yeah, blood free kind of rules. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he uh, he gets the drugs because they were inside of a random turkey he found. That he ate, <laughs> you know, as one does, <laughs> and all of his dialogue becomes turkey gobbles. When was this made? Ah, uh, let's see. Because, like, it sounds like an '80s kind of war on drugs movie, but it also sounds like, um, you know, Christian exploitation. So it could be like within the last like five years. When seventy-two. 72. Okay. So actually it predates both of those things. Yeah. Very interesting. But then again, that does make sense because the drug that he gets fucking uh, loaded up on is brown acid. Yeah. Brown acid. I was like, were people still even taking acid in the eighties? I feel like that that was a very speedy decade. Yeah. uh, Official. uh, Well, I say official the IMD plot synopsis. A biker comes upon a girl with a bl- with a flat tire and offers her and offers her a ride home. He winds up at a drug party with the girl's sister, then follows her to a turkey farm owned by her father, a mad scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I 
The father turns the biker into a giant turkey monster who goes after drug dealers. <laughs> oh, so he's hunting down the drug dealers? Uh, yeah, I forgot that. I forgot that tidbit. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is yeah, that, that's that's definitely an it's an interesting premise, if nothing else. So probably gonna have to give that one a watch. It's, um, a, it's a shame that we it, it's a shame that we watched Thanks Killing instead, instead of that. of Blood Freak. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. Well, that's all I got for uh, Thanksgiving. So I uh, want to go want to uh, uh, circle back towards the beginning of the year. Yeah, sure. So we're we're putting off Christmas until uh, a latter episode, correct? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I did dig up a few that actually I uh, have not gotten around to seeing. Uh, but one of them sounds pretty fucking interesting, if nothing else. What you and got? that is President's Day. Is President's Day before or after Valentine's Day? I can never I believe it. I, I believe it is after. Kind of, kind of a nothing holiday. Yeah, I believe that President's Day is after Valentine's Day. Now that you may, now that you bring that up. Well, yeah, can't forget the uh, the namesake of uh, one of your like college favorite bands, uh, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, uh, actually, not named after the movie. No, or so they claim. Or so they claim. Yeah, yeah, it'd, it'd probably be a little uh, undignified for like a critically acclaimed shoegaze band to name themselves after an eighty slasher movie. I don't know, because uh, I mean, they start they also they started out as, you know, pretty, pretty schlocky, like basically a cramps knockoff band. OK, yeah, then and if that in that case, I'm calling bullshit on their claim that the movie had nothing mm -hmm. to do with it. Yeah, yeah, they did. They didn't start out as my bloody Valentine, you know, the uh, the critically lauded, uh, you know, shoegaze pioneers. They were they were. Yeah, they were pretty, a pretty bad, uh, like second rate cramp, uh, cramps knockoff. Did they put out any albums at the time? Because uh, uh, they did, yeah. Because I'm sincerely curious about uh, proto My Bloody Valentine now. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. There, there's most I, of my exposures to them is you just playing the album Loveless on loop for a while. Um, I, uh, yeah, I have. I think I have a lot of their uh, early EPs on my hard drive. Word. Uh, so. And of course, my bloody Valentine got a uh, remake in the early two thousands. I want to say, yeah, I, yeah, I think my it was bloody like Valentine three D. Yep, which was actually a shockingly good that a shockingly good remake. Like it has no right to be as good as it is. Yes, yeah, surprise. Uh, also, a couple of years, you know, prior to the uh, the resurgence of three D as a big trend, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the the first big movie that kicked that off was I want to say Avatar, because they were talking about how like groundbreaking the three D tech that they were using is. Yeah, uh, for my money, I'd rather watch a three D movie that has a bunch of shit flying at the camera than one that just like increases the depth of field a little bit. Hmm. Well, I mean, it also depends on how uh, other factors as well, like how you're watching it and all that kind of stuff. Because um, can can they do? I don't think that they can do 3D on just standard TVs, right? No, you have, to have the, one of those 3D TVs that they made for like two years in the early 2010s. 
Yeah, I don't think those are even a thing anymore. No, yeah, they they uh, that that baby did not sell. <laughs> Which sucks because I was I was I actually always wanted one because I would watch Drive Angry 3D on my TV like every Friday night. <laughs> yeah, I, I I could see that. Just be like, what are you doing tonight? What do you think I'm doing? It's cage time. <laughs> But yeah, I actually did see Avatar in theaters in 3D. And yeah, I saw it with you. Did you? Yeah. yeah. In any case, uh, yeah, the, the, the 3D wasn't really doing it for me. Uh, I, I, li- I, th- I thought it looked good. Um, I do want to, I haven't seen Avatar in years. I do want to give it another go. Yeah, I haven't seen it since we saw it in the theater. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I actually remember the 3D and Tron Legacy doing a lot for me than uh, the 3D and uh, Avatar. Am I the only person who well, likes Tron Legacy? I don't think you're the only person, but you're in a uh, a pretty small minority of eh. people who both saw and liked. I think because I think a majority of people just didn't fucking watch it. Yeah, I I don't think that baby made money. Yeah, it's. I I mean I don't know what to tell you guys, man. Uh, people like Tron movies, but uh, they, they only after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Tron movies will make money, but it will take them thirty years to do it. And in the case of Legacy, you might have to build some roller coasters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah that that might speed up the process now that they're building uh, Tron roller coasters at all of Dis- at all like the Disney parks. So now they. I'm know, actually they really hyped for that. Uh, the stuff. one in Shanghai looks sick. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, I think they're, you know, they're making progress on it based on what I've seen. I think a lot of it was done the last time I went to uh, uh, Disney back in like uh, February or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think they had been working on like build, like putting the building together, is where they were at. Because the tr- I think the track was done, but they were still had to build the whole uh, bubble wrap ceiling wave thing. Yeah, kind of like looks like a you know. Uh, like a logo for an early like 2010s TV or something. Well, in any case, Tron's not a holiday movie. I think. I don't think not it is. Knowledge. No. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about your President's Day movie. All right. So this one I have not actually seen, but uh, you know I I stumbled upon it uh, searching around online, and I was just kind of like. I mean, I have to kind of, I kind of have to talk about this one because it says uh, President's Day approaches at Lincoln High and a psycho dressed up as Abraham Lincoln goes on a killing spree. Uh, All right. Yeah. It's kind of, it, it, you know, describes it as kind of like a, uh, an homage to 80s slasher films um, where I don't think that they were really trying to make it bad, which is, you know, that's that's the kind of stuff that I like, where they are making an '80s slasher film homage, but they're not trying to make like a shitty one on purpose. Yeah, it the the either it's got to be bad on its own merits, or it's just got to be insane, like Blood Freak. Yeah, which you know, this is how I would have uh, you know plussed this movie, shall we say, is instead of a psycho killer dressed up as Abraham Lincoln, just have Abraham Lincoln himself. <laughs> yeah. Time Lincoln. Yes. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, from uh, Futurama, Evil Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> I was going on Aqua Teens, but yeah, yeah, Evil Lincoln works too. Yeah. 
So that's another one that's going to probably kind of have to go on the list. So, but I don't think it's a particularly, you know, high priority is because, you know, it sounds fun, but it doesn't sound like a it's lot not, of fun. It's not going to change your life. Yeah. Blood Freak will change your life. Blood Freak will change your life. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, there was one or two uh, St. Patrick's Day movies that I hadn't heard of. So the only one I'm going to mention is Leprechaun. Yep, that's two. the same one that I had. Leprechaun 2, oh, specifically. Lepre Leprechaun 2, specifically. Yeah, they made like seven of these movies, and only one of them takes place on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Well, they that franchise got screwier like way faster than they usually do. Well, yeah, it was already silly. The first movie has like the scene of him chasing their car on a tricycle. So, yeah, <laughs> there was there was only so much dignity that the franchise could have ever had. Yeah. Well, I mean, most film franchises, it takes at least like seven or eight movies before they end up going to space or to the hood. This one went there in like three. Yeah, I think the space one was three. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, they had the first two Leprechaun movies and then they had then he went to space. Then he, then went, he went to, to the, hood. the hood. Then he went which, back you know, to the hood. Yeah. Uh, that was a very 90s thing and probably one of the most regrettable trends of the decade. Yeah, that and like Tales from the Hood and... Yeah, that, that shit did not age well. <laughs> I think it was probably a bad idea then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, it's one of those kind of things where it's just like, you know, oh yeah, this was always a bad idea. It just gets worse every year <laughs> pretty much it becomes, yeah. a pr it becomes a progressively worse idea with time i think that must have also been the beginning of snoop dogg's uh tradition of putting his name on anything if the check clears yeah uh tales from the hood yeah yeah though if i recall and i do hope that i recall uh the leprechaun uh in the hood is the one with the leprechaun rap I mean, you get you gotta. A yeah. it a it's a hood exploitation movie. B it's the nineties. Well, it actually came out in two thousand. Close enough. Yeah, and the, it has the, iced uh, tea. The the uh, the rapping and the joke is that someone who is not who shouldn't be rapping is rapping thing. That joke drug on for like twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah he, he we have the the leprechaun hanging with uh some uh some you know aspiring rappers named Butch, Stray Bullet, and Postmaster P. Oh, okay, <laughs> Postmaster and P. I can't remember the lep. I can't remember the leprechaun rap, but I I know it doesn't. But I wish that it uh it began with uh. My name's the Leprechaun, and I'm here to say. <laughs> I would be shocked and a little disappointed if it didn't. Yeah. Oh, shit. There were two Leprechaun in the Hood movies. Yeah, that's why I said. Uh, uh, in the Hood, and then back to the Hood. Oh, wow. And that one was pretty late for the, for the uh, what-if movie, but in the Hood trend. <laughs> Yeah, I think only uh, the first one and maybe the second one even got uh, theatrical releases. Uh, yeah. Everything else went straight to video. Yeah. Well, you don't send, you don't make a movie about sending a leprechaun to outer space and be like, yeah, this one's going to uh, be a box office sensation. 
I don't know. Maybe someone out there is a dreamer. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Just all their dreams are bad. Yeah. I mean, they still got Warwick Davis back for those later Leprechaun movies. Uh, they finally did replace him in the last movie that came out like a year ago. Mm. Well, yeah, because Warwick Davis is probably like in his 70s or something now, right? Uh, he was a little kid when they did uh, Return of the Jedi, so he's not quite that old. Oh, he was he was only a kid in that time? Yeah. Hmm. I yeah, thought, like, yeah, I thought that he was already an adult. No, he was like oh, 10, shit, no, yeah, 12. He's, he's, on, he's only 50. Yeah, so. Oh, cool. So, well, yeah, Warwick Davis will be sticking around for a while, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Though not even he will uh, try to defend the Leprechaun movies. I saw him at a con, and he's like, you might know me from uh, Willow or the Harry Potters, or if you have absolutely no taste whatsoever, the Leprechaun franchise. <laughs> I think he finds them a little bit charming. <laughs> I mean, they paid his rent for a good few years. Yeah. Work is um, work. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so what do you think that Warwick Davis regrets more, the Leprechaun movies or the Yub Nub Chub Chub? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I will say uh, one of the uh, one definite uh, improvement that the special editions made over the originals was they swapped out Yup Nub Chub Chub for just like a nice like John Williams theme. Yeah, and that theme is actually pretty fucking good. That was a banger. It was, yeah. So. Do, 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 so do, do, oh, oh, okay, special editions. Uh, point in your favor. Yeah, yeah. They they you know they did a few things right. We sang and danced until Mr. Lucas uh, uh, blew the whistle. And then a bus took us back to the depot. I think they actually did get Warwick Davis for that episode of Mission Hill. <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, he's like, no disrespect to the guy, but he's probably not very hard to get. Yeah. He's been in a lot. Yeah. Okay, so um, next up on my list, uh, there's been a couple April Fool's Day movies. They're yeah. uh, you know, just kind of basic slashers, not really worth talking about. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably, I mean, the thing a, that, that... A lot of these are just going to be basic slashers that aren't really worth talking about. Yeah. I think that, you know, just because they are the cheapest movies to make and they, you know, just shitted out a ton of them in the eighties and nineties, you know, I think that's probably going to be the case. Like if you find a holiday and there's a, uh, horror film attached to it nine times out of 10, it's going to be just a, you know, kind of nondescript slasher. Yeah. Um, though there was one that, uh, again, it's another one that I haven't seen. But it is uh, Mother's Day, a uh, trauma film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to get into. Uh, that one is a little more worthy of talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's about these, like, two, like... I, I want to say they're, like, two of the Larry, Daryl, and Daryl brothers from uh, <laughs> from Newhart. Just these bumbling yokels living with their, like, elderly mom who dresses like Norma, uh, uh, Norma Bates. Yeah. So it's kind of like a slightly uh, classier version of, like, 
what if that uh weird like uh like hick woman and her like weird son from uh friday the 13th part five were just the entire movie well it's not that much class here there's a lot more rape in this movie yeah the movie did get a remake in like 2010 i want to say yeah so enough people uh remembered it to uh justify uh it getting a remake Mostly what I remember it uh, from it is a scene where these uh, two uh, yokels are like brushing their teeth uh, at the same time and they're arguing with each other. But the argument is just them going back and forth saying, punk sucks. Disco, <laughs> disco stupid. And the scene goes on for like a solid minute. <laughs> Camera pulls back and you realize that they're both standing there uh, with t-shirts and no pants like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> 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 uh fortunately there was a sink in the way so uh none of that uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah then they proceed to just go out into the living room and smash some light bulbs with fucking hammers <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while but there might actually be a scene like that <laughs> i can't remember what they were smashing but they were just like breaking shit in one scene <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's some good old fashioned exploitation. Sure is. Uh, but, you know, and- it's kind of kind of one of the cornerstones of Troma's brand, really. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of uh, that many other movies they did set out in the uh, set out in the sticks. Uh, I'm not coming up with much. Well, yeah, I guess not so much Hick in the like you know rural sense, but more just kind of like you know. Maybe like South Jersey weirdos. Yeah, every American is the ugly American. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, also from Troma was the 2011 action horror comedy Father's Day, which yeah. is a revenge movie about uh, like a Snake Plissken knockoff stalking the uh, a serial killer known as the Father's Day Killer. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just the, the Father's Day killer. Okay, so there's a Father's Day killer, and then a snake's, Snake Plissken knockoff is tracking the Father's Day killer? Yes. Huh. Okay. Um, in, in, interesting premise. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this was an actual uh, trauma movie. I think uh, this is one of the ones where they just bought uh, the distribution. But, uh, you know, I, d- I did buy a uh, copy of it from uh, Lloyd Kaufman at Comic-Con a few years ago, and he just, like, signed it without me even asking. He's like, okay, he's just like, you, you, you didn't really have anything to do with this movie, but <laughs> thanks. Hey, he's, he's always been a branding guy. He's willing to put his name on fucking anything. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> In this case, literally, you know. Yeah, and there's also the uh, the stepfather franchise, which is much more of a straightforward evil Father's Day thing. Yeah, or stepfather's day thing, whatever. Evil, evil stepfather. Evil stepfather. Yeah. Yep, yep. Heard that one quite a few times. <laughs> but uh, did you did you have anything for Easter? By the way, I feel like we kind of skipped over that one. Uh we did, and uh, there's been a few. Uh, Easter movies, none that I think I've seen. 
Yeah, I was I was struggling to find something for Easter and I couldn't really come up with anything. Which seems weird. Easter seems like it would be ripe for uh horror movies. Yeah. I mean, I guess the closest thing would be like Midsummer, but that's, you know, attached to another holiday, Midsummer. <laughs> now there is a uh, 2006 movie I just found called uh, Easter Bunny Kill Kill. Yeah. So, yeah, that going on, I guess. It's out there if you want it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah I was, I was gonna... yeah, I I did see the uh the description for this one, and this one just seems like uh, this is just, this is just this is a this is a, a wild ride here. What Easter Bunny? Yeah, with like the uh the dirt the dirt bag uh boyfriend. Uh, night before Easter, low life robs a convenience store, shoots clerk in mouth. Got some prostitutes. Yeah, trying to trying to uh, do child prostitution. Oh, okay. So uh, it's uh, Harvey Keitel from Taxi Driver. Oh, who plays the dirtbag? No, no, that's that's what he did in Taxi Driver. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, uh, we do have a uh, Wicker Man. Sort of takes place. It's it's all about May Day. That's true. That's true. If if you count that as a holiday, maybe it's a bigger deal over in Europe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, because there's two different kinds of Labor Day there, or uh, May Day. There's like the uh, the the Labor Day kind of May Day, and then there's like the weird dancing around a Maypole May Day. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is the uh, uh, the lame one. Yeah. And well, you uh, know, there's there's some something to be said for dancing around an old fashioned Maypole. <laughs> Not and really. speaking of it spe sounds like it seems like a fucking horrible tradition <laughs> honestly yeah goddamn I'm, I'm, I'm just straight not having a good time bro yeah yeah i do i do remember that segment of the movie and watching people dance around the maypole and just being like man must suck to be british <laughs> <laughs> well english specifically yeah well, was some was someone recently point, the, was someone recently pointed the... out that it's only the English who are proud of being British. Everyone else is like, no, I'm Scottish or I'm Irish or Welsh. Yeah, like, well, that's no, because the English uh, presume that uh, the the rest of the island is theirs as well. So, I mean, that's apt. So, uh, but yeah, speaking of uh, dancing around a uh, maypole, singing berries in May, uh, mm -hmm. there's a Wicker Man's spiritual successor, Midsummer. Yeah. Uh a part a part of that um that trend that you uh that you hate the elevated horror. Uh that you're going to say folk horror? No. Cuz I like folk. I like yeah, folk. I was about horror. to say I thought you liked folk horror. I do like folk horror. It's rad. Yeah. Yeah. I was first, you know, I it wasn't the originator of the trend, but I think that I was first became aware of it as a thing with uh the Vivich. Was that not the first? I can't think of anyone I mean, before it, unless you count like yeah. the 2005 Wicker Man, which another yeah. great movie for Cage Night. Yeah, though I recently found out apparently, uh, if you rent that movie from uh, Amazon, they have cut out the B scene. The fuck? You know, Seventy percent of the reason why anybody watches that movie. No, I mean there's a lot of great shit in that movie, but you know it's easily the most famous scene. Yeah. Well, yeah, it became like one of the one of the great memes of like early internet was just bees. Yeah, 
everyone uh, playing Bioshock would yell uh, yell about the bees whenever they use the bee power. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I so. Anyway, I Midsummer Rules. Yeah. I paid to see that in theaters twice, actually, once for the regular version and once for the uh, extended cut. Was the, would you count the host as part of no the I I was like never mind I was I was kind of conflating uh folklore and uh, elevated but uh yeah I, I think the vit the the Vavitch might have been the movie that really kind of uh, kicked off the folklore thing and then um, Midsummer is where it really you know became like a trend I think which uh, I guess depending on whether or not it. you count Hereditary. Yeah, that one's kind of in the same boat, but uh, or maybe not, I, or, not as much. Or maybe I just think that because it was also made by Ari Aster. Yeah, I think it's probably just more that these films keep having like a very similar aesthetic and vibe and that kind of stuff. But so yeah, two of them have the same in. director. So yeah, you lump them in for for that reason. Uh, then um, the, the Lighthouse, I think, would probably qualify as folklore. Oh, def- most definitely. Yeah. And uh, the upcoming, um, uh, I think it was Ari Aster again, is making a Viking Age revenge story uh, called The Norseman, starring Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Uh, I heard something about that. I didn't hear that Willem Dafoe was in it, though. That's very exciting. Oh, yeah. I uh, don't know when it's coming out because of this fucking plague, but. Yeah. You know, very. Coming Very to the last when... remaining theater near you in 2023. Very hyped for when it finally does come out. Yeah. But uh probably playing at the Tampa Theater. Yeah, probably. Um, I think now is probably a good time to uh pop a quick break. What do you think? Yeah, we've made it through about half the calendar now, so yeah. So uh we will be back with the rest of the holidays of horror after these messages. We are back. So I yes. believe we left off right around uh, the six-month mark. Uh, yeah. I believe we had just discussed uh, Mayday, Folklore, and all that shit. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, so there's a few movies that take place on or around uh, 4th of July. The only one I found that really seems to fit um, our profile is the film Uncle Sam, hmm. 1996, directed by Bill Lustig, who's the same guy who did Maniac, Maniac Cop, stuff like that. Nice. Nice. And it is about a, uh, a, Maniac a Cop, guy. Another, another movie. A Maniac Cop is another movie with a horror movie rap attached to it anyway (laughs) it's about a guy in uh kuwait around uh a soldier in kuwait around the time of uh what was that desert storm 
Uh, Gulf War. Gulf Gulf War, whichever. Yeah, ninety one. Uh, I I ninety six, but you know, well, presumably the movie would take. Well, I don't know. I haven't I seen know. the movie, so I don't know what the fuck it's about. Anyways, uh, yeah, he gets killed after uh, uh, he discovers some uh, some shenanigans over there. It's killed by uh, one of his own guys. They ship his body home right around the time for uh, Independence Day, where he rises as a zombie, kills a uh, pervy, uh, bad, touchy uh, guy in an Uncle Sam costume, takes his costume, and then goes on Rampage. Nice, nice. So, um, is 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 he like rampaging against like the guys who killed him, or just rampaging? Uh, a little column A, a little column B. Okay, and I'd, I'd give it, I'd give it a watch. And uh, one of the uh, major stars is uh, Isaac Hayes. Hmm. Interesting. As like a like. One of like the leading roles, yeah. Is he Uncle Sam? No, he's not. Uh, <laughs> well, can't all be winners. Can't all be. Can't all be Shaft. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean he wasn't in Shaft, but you know, his soundtrack probably sold more than the movie did. So, probably, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, I. Did they use his theme in the remake of Shaft too? I never saw the remake, so I don't know. No. I'd assume they would. Uh, otherwise, like you know, an updated why, version of it or something. Otherwise, why even bother? Yeah. Or I don't yeah, know. Make... More, more to the point, like, you know, uh, why would you even bother making a Shaft movie if you're not going to use the Shaft theme? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, they got him to do like a new version or a remix or something. But yeah, it, 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 it's Shaft. There's got, Isaac Hayes has to be a factor. Shaft. Damn right. Um, uh, that's all but, I had for Fourth of July, really. Well, Fourth of July, we could always toss out Jaws. Shit, you're right. Yeah, when the beaches will be open for the Fourth of July. Yeah, I, f- I forgot about that. All right. Yeah. Um. See, I guess it depends because, like. There's, there's been an, I think there, I feel like there's been an ongoing debate for a long, long time about whether or not Jaws is or is not a horror film. Yeah, I, I, didn't we actually discuss that in one of our very first episodes? I, th- and I kind of fell I on the side. One, I, I think that was one of the lost episodes. Ah, uh, either way, uh, I, if I recall, I kind of came down on the side of it's probably not a horror movie, but yeah, yeah it does have a big fucking monster, so. Yeah, I kind of, you know, fall into the same camp. I uh, I think of Jaws as first like an action movie and then maybe a horror movie after that, like, you know, action with horror that. elements, kind of like Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. Dra- another Spielberg movie. Yeah, I think Jurassic Park would be the closest analog to Jaws. But for the purpose of this list, fuck it. Jaws can come to the holiday party. Yeah. Um, if we're if we're being uh, loose with our uh, judgment, though, Independence Day, um, Independence Day, <laughs> obvious, <laughs> obvious. Uh, does that count as a horror movie, though? 
is is kind of my thing. Like J- Jaws, at least had horror bits. Uh, Independence Day, I don't think you 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 you'd be a hard, much harder pressed to make a case. I thought the alien, uh, the Area Fifty One part was kind of scary when I was a kid. Yeah, where he's, got, like, the, where he's got the uh, uh, the guy, the the guy like pressed up against the glass and is like talking through the guy. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, also it's you know, it, yeah, it's wholesale destruction and the deaths of millions of people. It's pretty horrifying, even if you know you do have uh, like some some Will Smith quips thrown in uh, to sandwich it together, and you know. Make it go down a little bit more smoothly. Yeah. It's like saying welcome to Earth. It's like people are dying, Will. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like uh for, for all you know, I'm... your special lady friend and your surrogate stepson are dead. Yeah. Jimmy's dead as fuck. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Jimmy no. <laughs> but um, yeah, I th- that does get lampshaded at one point in the film. Where the it does, the, yeah. When the when yeah, the, the, the guy, the one scientist said, the one scientist says that uh, this the last twenty four hours have been really exciting, and the president's like, people are dying out there. I don't think exciting is the right word to describe it. Then you but probably then, shouldn't have made a big Roland Emmerich action movie about it. Yeah, because they they say that, and then the tone of the movie doesn't acknowledge it at all. It continues. It goes back to being like a like. It, at the end of the movie, it boils down to like a but like a buddy cop movie almost with yeah, uh, pretty much, yeah, with Will Smith and uh, they never um, had the hostility though. That's a vital part of the the buddy cop movie. I think yeah. I think they were pretty chill with each other from the start. Yeah, but I don't think they met until like the third act. So no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, but um, probably the scariest thing about that movie is Randy Quaid. Where was he again? Uh, he was uh the the the, the pilot, the uh, the drunk pilot. Right, <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, and in real life, he just at some point he just went fucking nuts. Randy Quaid. Yeah, he did go nuts. Right. <laughs> he's he's like he's what, actively he's like, going more nuts right now. Yeah, he's like he's like uh become like a uh like an iconic like and basically like anti art Twitter account. <laughs> And for some reason, whenever I see a picture of him, he's like wearing a bathrobe. <laughs> well, of course he is. <laughs> Wouldn't you if you were also insane? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it'd be like a great movie. Just like uh, a big uh, team up film just of all of like Hollywood's uh, all of Hollywood's nuts <laughs> L- like him. Uh, Scott Staff from Creed. <laughs> Who else? Yeah, the, enti- the entire movie is just shot in vertical iPhone cam <laughs> <laughs> from from the front seat of like a '96 Toyota pickup <laughs> in the parking lot of like a Sam's Club. Yeah, <laughs> talking about how Obama fucking stole your penis or something. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. I'd watch that movie. Uh, hell yeah. <clears throat> this is, I feel like we have a calling now. <laughs> <laughs> just just round words, up. Words just that have not been all uttered. these crazies and throw them in here. Yeah. Words that have not been uttered in 20 years. Gentlemen, get me Randy Quaid. <laughs>
I think Scott Stapp did uh, finally like snap out of it, but I'll always remember him for riding his bicycle uh, around the Hollywood hell hills talking about how the FBI wanted him to murder Obama and he had to go on the run because he wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Real tinfoil yeah. hat hours. You know, drugs are a hell of a drug. <laughs> sure are. Um. But on our on our main topic, um, there is one that uh, we actually that I actually missed uh, by merit of the fact that I didn't know when this holiday actually fell. But apparently, it's in April. Yeah, and uh, the movie is Hoxon, mm. witchcraft through the ages. Which which holiday is that tied to? Valpurgis Night. Mm. Okay. Yeah, like the witch's Sabbath. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, night on Bald Mountain shit. Yeah, night on Bald Mountain shit. Probably where they got where uh, the Fantasia guys got the idea. Yeah, well, I mean the the night on Bald Mountain segment in Fantasia is supposed to take place on Valpurgis Nacht. Yeah, and it's uh, well, it's a bit uh, more uh, respectable than most of the most of our picks thus far. Yeah, it's shall we say a bit more classy. Yeah, than uh, Uncle Sam or Mother's Day or Blood Rage. Yeah. Or Blood Freak. Either, got, I guess. It's got title cards. Sure does. <laughs> yeah, it's uh for uh for those who don't know or or who have never just never seen it, it is a nineteen twenty-two Den- Danish Swedish silent film about uh, about the history of witchcraft through the ages. Yeah. It's sort of like I mean, it's I don't know, should you call it a documentary? I mean that's what it's that's what it's supposed to be. I think it officially yeah. marketed itself as a documentary. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean that Then again, it's also a documentary con- with all kinds of devils and demons and shit, so it's like a much classier version of like the real weirdo shit that you'd see on the history channel at like 3 in the morning. Yeah. I feel like uh, a lot of those the uh, those yeah, that weirdo shit that you'd find on history channel at 3 in the morning at least half of those shows have borrowed footage from Hoxon. Oh, yeah, because it's in the public domain. Yeah. And Swedish. So, so it's fancy. Yeah. And even if the uh, even if the uh, film weren't in the public domain, I'm sure that the filmmakers would have committed suicide long before that was ever a concern. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, it's it it's a very it's a very classy, refined watching experience, but it transforms very quickly if you throw on uh, Hillbilly Deluxe in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking Electric Wizard, but that too. Yeah, uh, this seems it, much it, more it, like it, a, a witch cult today sort of movie. You know, honestly, it's a it's a pretty versatile movie depending on which uh, which metal soundtrack you throw on in the background. Although since you mentioned it, I. I can't name an example off the top of my head, but I would be shocked if Rob Zombie hasn't used stock footage from it in one of his videos or something. Oh, I'd I'd be surprised if you if he didn't use stock footage from uh, Hoxon in all of his videos. Sneak it in somewhere. I suppose Living Dead Girl would make the most sense since it's an extended remake of uh, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. So it's already. Well, I feel uh, like that one. You may as well just use. The- cabinet of dr caligari that one's in the public domain too i believe yeah but he, then he wouldn't be able to cast his wife in it life finds a way yeah 
But uh, yeah, after 4th of July, there's not a lot of uh, significant holidays I can think of until Halloween, which... Uh, yeah, there's kind of a holiday dry spell for a couple of months. Which, but, uh, correct um, me if I'm wrong, but we weren't really going to talk about Halloween movies because, you know, what's yeah, the point? The yeah, the entire premise of this of this episode was that there's already a shit ton of uh, horror movies tied to Halloween and uh, less but still a lot to Christmas. Um, I would like to throw out an honorable mention to uh, Society for Labor Day. <laughs> Labor Day, May Day, whichever you prefer. Yeah. Yeah, whether it depends on which side of the pond you're on. Oh, Jesus. Uh... Yeah, there's a few movies that could actually uh, be uh, honorable mentions for that. Um, for, Labor, for Labor Day slash May Day. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, would, Day. I, I would throw out Alien. Yeah, Alien's a good one. Yeah. Either of the first two, really. Um, uh, Mayhem, since uh, the whole thrust of the movie is uh, we got to get to this top of, top of this tower to uh, kill... Uh, a, my asshole boss, and B, the asshole boss who foreclosed on my house. I'm not, I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Uh, it was on Last Drive-In, I think, last season. Okay. It's a recent yeah, I haven't one. Got, I haven't gotten through all of uh, Last Drive-In yet. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, a fairly recent it. one from like the early 2010s, I want to say. Yeah. Got Samara Weaver on. And uh, the guy who played uh, Glenn on Walking Dead. Yeah, earlier on in uh in quarantine, I did go through a stretch where I was just watching an episode of uh, Last Drive-In every night. But, yeah, that's uh, how that you didn't... discovered Society. Yeah. Um, I had heard Society mentioned before, but that was the first time that I'd ever actually seen it. Yeah, I think uh, Thought Slime might have mentioned it in his uh, top anti-capitalist horror list. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, come, come for the, uh, come for the anti-capitalist propaganda. Stay for the goo. <laughs> very moist movie. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very moist movie. Dr dripping. Gushing. <laughs> you might say. Something, something wet ass pussy reference. Yeah. Wet ass P word. <laughs> um, so yeah, for uh, for anything else, uh, should we just uh, slide into uh, the end of the year? We already talked about Thanksgiving at the top of the hour. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a New Year's? Uh, well, first, I actually have a Hanukkah movie. Oh, okay. I was actually uh, trying to find one of those, and I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, it's just called Hanukkah. It uh, came out. Uh, uh, technically last year, but I think most people didn't see it until this year. And, okay. uh, like, yeah, it, that's, did it come, what did it come out around, uh, Hanukkah time? I'm, I'm presuming. I think it played at festivals and, uh, I got my physical copy. I want to say in like January, February. So you, I actually like, have pick, not yet it up from a show or something or you just order it. I just ordered it online. Hmm. But, have uh, been, have you been to grindhouse video recently? Actually, now that, that, uh, that bring, uh, reminded me uh physically not in a while but uh that's they're, they're still kicking yeah there's yeah, the big uh, been, black friday sale yeah they've been doing a lot of online orders that was what just uh, kind of jogged my memory about it yeah uh they've, they've had the online store up since i think the beginning so 
Yeah. 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 That's really one of the gems of, uh, of Tampa. Is, yeah. Uh, having an actual, like, you know, uh, like good old fashioned video store. Yeah. Good old fashioned, like exploitation cult movie video store. Yeah. I bought, I bought quite a bit of stuff from there. I think that's where I got my steel book of the beyond, uh, my cannibal Holocaust and cannibal Ferox, uh, yeah. the York Butcher guides collection. I don't know. Like personally, I've never really gotten the like, I guess they could look kind of cool on the shelf and I guess they're durable, but I didn't really get the whole appeal of the steelbook. Well, I, I, I think the steelbook was also just like the best version available uh, yeah. for, for the beyond. Well, I'm just so. talking about uh, films in general. Like the steelbook has been like a big thing in the past, like a you know popular collector's format in the past couple of years. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really see too much special about it, just in concept. They're just neat. Yeah, it's about it's about all. It, it it's it's not that deep. They're just neat. Yeah, because like, I've some like some movies I've seen like they had like fancy collector's box editions and then they had the steel book which was really just like the disc in a steel book yeah i mean i think it's one of those things where if you're into it if you're you're into it if you're not you're not true yeah 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 just one of those kind of like you know format nerd things yeah which i tend to be yeah very much so (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I actually haven't gotten around to, uh, watching Hanukkah yet, uh, since, you know, I missed the, uh, the festival of lights last year. So, you know, it kinda um, it's, like... go- it's going on right now. Is it? Yeah. Actually, funny story. Uh, I was at, uh, Publix earlier and, um, I was dry, like, as I was leaving, uh, the, the parking garage, I saw like, you know, police lights down a couple of blocks down and I was like, oh, is there like an accident or something? And uh, as I'm watching these uh, cops on motorcycles, you know, are slowly advancing up the block, uh, giving a police escort for an eight foot tall menorah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> I guess Hanukkah is in swing. We're not yeah. Jewish, you see. So uh, I don't actually know when the high holidays are most of the time. Well, Hanukkah is not even a high holiday, so. Shows you how not Jewish I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the most easily marketable one because it's next to Christmas. Yeah. But uh, yeah, main reason why I uh, bought uh, the tape was that it is the final film of both Sid Hag and Dick Miller. Mm. Yeah, I was wondering if there was like a tie-in for why you just randomly decided to buy this movie. Well, then just kind of the novelty of it being a Hanukkah horror movie. Yeah. And there's uh, maybe on, like on tape, you said? Yeah. VHS? Yep. Nice. I think there's like maybe one other Hanukkah horror movie in existence. But yeah, probably not not a big market for it. So yeah, uh, half for the novelty and half for uh, these, uh, for it being the last film of these two beloved character actors. Yeah. So and got, uh, I'm sorry, huh? go on. Uh, I was gonna say we've got uh we've got Hanukkah taken care of. What about any other uh, end of year holidays? Uh, I don't know. What are we missing? Um, I don't know anything for Columbus Day. <laughs> <laughs> I zombie? think we should not zombie anyone zombie. I mean, conquistadors. It... Yeah, it's got some undead conquistadors. 
That's about it, though. Yeah. Um, so I think we've probably touched on most of the calendar, right? Um, that I can think of pretty much. Uh, okay. the last uh, couple ones are, uh, for, uh, New Year's. New Year's. Yeah. Right. Um, I couldn't find anything really for New Year's. Uh, there's been quite a few slasher movies, uh, set around, you know, New Year's parties. Uh, mm-hmm. Bloody New Year is probably the best known one. But, you know, like we mentioned earlier, uh, nothing, you know, super special about it. Yeah, it's just one of the, you know, the mob of slasher films that came out around the 80s and 90s, probably. Yeah, 80s, 80 something. You know, yeah. it's the 80s because the uh, the uh, party is being played by a punk band. <laughs> as like you know, 90% of slasher movies in the 80s were. Yeah. Well, it's because that's probably who was going to fucking see him. Yeah. Uh, the more interesting one is The Phantom Carriage. Hmm. It is another Swedish silent film from 1921, considered one of the central works of Swedish cinema and major influence on Ingmar Bergman. Mm-hmm. And basically what it boils down to is sort of like a darker version of It's a Wonderful Life word <laughs> crossed with a, with a with a little bit of christmas carol mixed in uh okay yeah i'm i'm into it so uh yeah the conceit is that um whoever is the last person to die in a given year before the clock strikes midnight on new year's they have to spend the next year as the driver of the phantom carriage which you know goes around the world collecting the souls of the dead and ferrying them into the afterlife. Uh-huh. And uh yeah, it the the main character's uh old buddy uh Georges uh was the last person to die the previous year. So he is now the carriage reaper and he uh takes his uh buddy on like a tour of the world offering him a, a tour of uh you know places in his life offering him one last chance to change his ways nice uh it's it sounds very swedish because very uh, swedish even after after death there is no end to this trudgery and judgment (laughs) (laughs) nope (laughs) so uh yeah this is an entry for uh anyone who uh, is less uh bloody new year and more das kino yeah yeah and uh yeah that's i think that's the end of the holidays i think we managed to hit most of them yeah, uh, I think we ta- we tapped at least all of the major ones, I think. Yeah, the, the way I've been keeping track of it is uh, you might remember a little haunted house that we went to some years back. Me? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Holidays of Horror with H.R. Blood and Guts. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. we've mentioned this before in one of our Halloween Horror Nights videos, but yeah, it's the conceit of the house is that a horror host gets fired from his job, goes berserk, takes his producer hostage and is torturing him while showing a marathon of how ho- of holiday themed horror films. Yeah. For reasons. Cause I don't know. It's an excuse to take us through a bunch of different themed rooms. Yeah. And yeah, the, uh, some of them were, uh, you know, Valentine's day, 
Fourth uh, of July. Yeah, v- VD VD two the recurrence. Yeah, uh, I think there was a St. Patrick's Day. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And there was uh, actually one in that. There was actually one in that house that um, caused them some problems. Did it? The Thanksgiving scene did. Right, right. Thanks, killing. Yeah, because um, whoever uh, was uh, in charge at uh, Universal Legal or whatever didn't do their due due diligence. All of these uh, fake movies had made up names like VD Two. Uh, ho ho homicide, you know, fun stuff like that. So, for obviously for Thanksgiving, they came up with Thanksgiving, unaware that such a movie was actually real. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Google is free, kids. Yeah. Yeah. There's only so many excuses you can make up for something like that. So, um, the only holiday that they featured that I couldn't find anything on was Arbor Day. Correct. I'd like to throw out an honorary Arbor Day movie, though. Uh, yeah. It frequently goes by the title of Squirm, and it is about trees infected by some kind of toxic waste that becomes sentient and starts killing people. Okay, yeah, I, w- I would, I would say also that known that's... as Troll Three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Of. Uh, um... I would say that that if if it doesn't take place on Arbor Day specifically, it's at least Arbor Day in spirit. Yeah. Yeah, the trees have had enough of your bullshit. Yeah, evil trees like stabbing people with their branches. Yeah. But as far as that, that's that's probably about as close as we're going to get. Probably, yeah. But that is a uh a good segue into the last part of our discussion, I think, for the evening which was uh, about the movies that ne- the movies that go unmade. And, you know, there were a couple of holidays around this calendar that we couldn't find a whole lot of material for, as we just discussed. And so if you could create a movie that was uh, themed around a holiday, which one would it be and how would it go? I mean, it's me, so you know what holiday I'm picking. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Mardi Gras? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras horror film. Yep. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot you could do with that. You know, just good old uh, New Orleans voodoo would be one. Uh, yeah. Killer based around uh, King Alligator would be another. Swamp Witches. Swamp Witches. Uh, that one, uh, the, the spirit of that one, uh, real life, uh, uh, sociopath who, you know, uh, was, uh, murdering people in her, uh, attic. Yeah. Oh shit. The, the New Orleans Axe Man. The New Orleans Axe Man? Yeah. Yeah. He's like a legend. The New Orleans Axe Man. <laughs> uh, he's a legendary serial killer from, uh, let me see. I'm sorry. The Axeman of New Orleans. That's what he's officially called. American serial killer operating uh, from uh, 1918 to 1919. And he was never identified and the the murders never solved. How many murders? Uh, 12 that we know of. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot of murders. 
take place over the course of like a like a, maybe a year and a half with a fucking axe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, homeboy didn't fuck around. So yeah, you could uh, make something about like the the ghosts of the uh, axe man of New Orleans. Yeah. No, no, yeah, there's, he, uh, there's, there's stuff you can do with Mardi Gras. Every century or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, or, you know, just classic, uh, you know, evil jester. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a always, good one. Always, always a good pick. Always, uh, no, you know, nobody ever, nobody ever frowns at a uh, evil clown. And you got to do something with uh, the abandoned jazz land. Of course, of course. That's ma- ma- probably ma- where the climax of the film has to take place. Uh, specifically in the uh, in the uh, 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 flooded out Mardi Gras dark ride. Yeah, it's like an arcade shooter uh, where you like there's it. You're like shooting at uh, like evil jester, which would be great for the evil clown movie. Yeah. Uh, so that's my pick. Uh, you know, not not really much of a question. What would you do? Yeah. Um, you know, I would probably go with Arbor Day. Just, just well, you know, you could make it like a eco horror sort of thing. Yeah. It's like Swamp Things had enough of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tried asking nice. He's not asking anymore. Blood for the green god. Yes. Yeah, all um, right. Well, what specifically yeah. would you do though? Um, I feel like it's definitely uh probably got to get into some kind of like you know weird body horse shit. Um, but like troll too, turning people into plant goo. Mm, I was thinking more turning plant goo into people. Oh, like that uh, uh seeds of extinction haunted house we went through a few years ago. Kind, actually, where you like okay, get the, yeah, kind of like, like get spores in your body and then it starts taking you over. Yeah, actually, sort of kind of like that. Uh, Last for Us, uh, the video games uh, Last for Us kind of had the same gimmick, only it was a uh, The Last fun- of Us. Yeah, The Last of Us. Yeah. Only it had uh, fungus instead of uh, plants. Oh, is that because th- that was like a zombie game, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah mushroom yeah. zombies, basically. Yeah. So the zo- zombification is spread by like spores? Uh, Something like that. I never played yeah. it because I didn't own a PS4, but I probably wouldn't try to go for like uh you know straight up zombies because i'm not honestly i'm not the biggest fan of zombies um kind of kind of kind of played out i feel like yeah you 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 kind of have to find new stuff to do with them yeah i kind of like the idea of like a uh a collect like a uh like a collective conscious kind of like you know basically like the plant borg uh so like the green is absorbing people yeah it's basically the green So, uh, yeah, I'm basically just making, uh, you know, my my evil swamp thing movie. Yeah. All right. So that's probably what I would have to go with. Um, I'm just trying to think of some other holidays. Yeah. Who, 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 what's a real redheaded stepchild of a holiday? Hmm. Well, we have already mentioned Columbus Day. I'm I'm not doing a Columbus Day movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a hot potato. <laughs> that's one I don't want to touch. Yeah, I would prefer not to. Uh, hmm. 
boss's day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could do stuff with that. Yeah. Secretary's day. Just like the, the purge is the for your boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody get everybody gets their own version. Um what the hell is Boxing Day again? Is uh, that just like shitty that, Christmas? You know, I believe that's where you give presents to like uh like the like ser- like c- kind of like civil servant kind of people, like you know, you're like mailman, garbage man, and that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. Serial killer distributes bombs to all of the civil servants on Boxing Day. That's just the Unabomber. Well, colleges aren't civil servants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I suppose not. I think we I think we've all learned that by now. Yeah. What about Festivus? <laughs> uh, you want to get sued by Larry David? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was thinking actually uh, earlier, you know, it might actually be an already pre-existing Festivus movie is Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I was actually going to get into this uh, in another week or two, but uh, yeah, I would nominate uh, Jingle All the All the Way for an honorary Christmas horror movie. Yeah. I just picture, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger raining blows down on Sinbad's skull. And I thought to myself, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, that probably that probably is uh, the realistic trajectory of, you know, that character's life is that, you know, he just becomes Arthur Spooner. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, you know, screw it. Uh, Jingle All the Way is a uh, Christmas horror movie. (laughs) It's got Jim Belushi. That's scary enough. It's got the big show. Yeah. Do love that guy. You know, it's even scarier, though. What? Jingle all the way to. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 2014, starring Larry the Cable Guy. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. Post prime Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Talk about some warmed over leftovers. Yeah, not even Delta Farce, Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. Produced at WWE a... Studios. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I, I suppose, but looking at the cast, I'm not seeing any wrestlers I recognize. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to necessarily have wrestlers in it. Vince McMahon is an enterprising guy and he has a brand. He has nothing if not a brand. Yeah. <laughs> you might say he has a type. Yeah. You ever think about Shane McMahon? No. Like, <laughs> it, every, everything he did was to try and please his dad. Like, yeah, he was... He, he, his. Realistically, I don't know how much of the actual character slips into it, like how much of his actual persona slips into the character. But yeah, his character was basically just John Jr. I, I think that's pretty much who he was in real life, because realistically, he probably never should have been a wrestler. Didn't have the build, didn't have. Uh, he, he wasn't terrible. He was a better wrestler than he had any right to be, but he still wasn't great. 
but yeah, you know, he, he was doing all of that to try and please uh, Padre. He also, yeah, he also had uh, zero charisma. And then uh, his dad turned uh, the company over to his son-in-law, Triple H, <laughs> who I guess would be the Jared Kushner in this anal- analogy. Yes, very, very Don Jr. move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just heard someone talking about him uh, like a week ago, and I was like, oh, yeah. I actually feel a little bit bad for the guy. <laughs> I mean, he's still a millionaire. I get, Yeah, I guess. I, I guess you can only yeah, feel too he, bad for him. Just, yeah, now he just gets to spend the rest of his days being a fucking fail son. But it'll never get Padre's approval. Yeah, that's true. That is the one thing that drives those guys nuts. <laughs> it's the one thing they can never buy. Yeah. Especially not with their daddy's money. Well, that imagine Festivus so at the at the uh, McMahon house, just going <laughs> around the, the table, grievances. screaming at each other about all the ways that they've disappointed each other, and then we get into the feats of strength. Yeah, and Shane can never best Vince. He can, He has never pinned his dad once. <laughs> Stop crying and fight your father. Except it would be uh, Vince McMahon, who's basically just a real-life Willem Dafoe character. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, twice the size of him. Yeah. He is an uncomfortably ripped old man. Yeah. There's a lot of things uncomfortable about Vince McMahon. <laughs> but, you know, it's he's, uh, he's just uncomfortable to look at. Yeah. It's one of the it, yeah. It's one of those kind of things where it's just like these pieces don't go together. Yeah, I was at a checkout line at uh, I don't know Walgreens or whatever a while back, and he was on the cover of one of the fitness magazines, like shirtless with a chain around his neck, and just like I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish you wouldn't. Yeah. It, it yeah it is it is pretty uncomfortable. How are you? How are you so red yet so pale? Uh, probably lifelong alcoholism. No, he doesn't drink. Oh, he doesn't. No, he's he's a he's a teetotaler. That makes it even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at a- least I could I, at least I could explain away some of the like you know weird hang-ups and psychoses that the man has if he has like if his fucking kidney was just like or his fucking liver was just basically like a stone no he's usda usda certified organic weirdo Uh, too rare to live or i don't know too too weird to live too strain too 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 weird to live too rare to die yeah that's the line but uh, yeah, I don't know. He's 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 his blood is probably mostly steroids. Yeah, you know? said he doesn't drink. That I, would ex- I didn't that say would he didn't, didn't do anything, but yeah, that would explain a lot. Yeah, a lot of those guys are. Yeah, well, I mean, it would ex- if it would explain a lot specifically if Vince McMahon had been doing steroids for the last forty years and his brain was basically just fucking pudding. <laughs> would not explain why he. Why he does and has always walked like a gorilla. <laughs> he probably does it on purpose. He probably thinks it's like a power move. It's it, it it's powerful, I guess. It it makes yeah. a statement. I don't know what the statement is, but it makes it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. That, that is kind of a thing where it's just like, it do, you don't really know what statement it's making, but it is doing, I it. don't know how you want me to feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's like maybe 10% intimidation and like 90% repulsion. The latter would make a lot of sense since, you know, Vince McMahon was kind of like the perfect heel. That's yeah. That was and that was like a, a big part of uh, why Stone Cold Steve Austin was so popular because you know he just has like every American's uh, power fantasy of kicking his boss's ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we really want in life. Yeah, and he was the biggest wrestler in the world for years because of it. Yeah, it was a bit that never got old. That's that is so weird that like Vince McMahon like like consciously made himself into a heel of that variety where he was just like, it's almost like he unconsciously tapped into the fact that uh, the average American hates their boss and wants to kill them. <laughs> okay. Like he is a fucking weirdo, but he does know the wrestling business. So yeah. like, I, I think it was uh, an extremely calculated move. See, but I don't think it necessarily, I think I like, I don't think he thought that he like that thought processes went through his head. And he like, you know, decided to act on it. I think he just innately, knew, he just like innately understood something and just, he just acted from compulsion. Well, he, he is like, also you know, like, oh, this is, this is the thing that I should do. He is also a gigantic asshole in real life. So it's not like he had to act very hard. True. It, it, it's a role that came very naturally to him. Yeah. Which makes it even weirder. <laughs> He's like, like, yeah, I'm an I'm I'm your asshole boss. I play the character of your asshole boss that you want to murder, but in real life, I actually am an asshole boss that you want to murder. <laughs> it's like watching him come within a hair's breadth of self-awareness and then just turning 360 degrees and gorilla walking out the door. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really more fascinating than the wrestling, honestly. The character study of Vince McMahon. Yeah, not gonna lie, I haven't, I haven't been into wrestling for a while. No, I don't I. know who most of these people are, and I'm not very interested in learning. No, yeah, I haven't really kept up with wrestling for twenty years at this point. So, I like Asuka. She's pretty much yeah. it, though. The Kabuki I Warrior. Yeah, I've seen people talking about her online. That's about all I really know, though. Yeah, she seems like she would have fit in during like the '90s, 2000s Attitude Era, mm. when 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 shit was uh, a lot uh, extreme, more extreme and more gimmicks. Yeah, I mean, she was literally part of a tag team called the Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something that would happen in the '90s. <laughs> Well, you know, back in the day, you had uh, Taka and whoever his partner was. Funaki. I can't. Remember. Yeah, Taka and Funaki. Yeah, yeah. The, the, their whole and their whole gimmick was, was that they uh, had bad Godzilla dubbing. Yeah. Indeed. Ah, two thousands. Well, you, you were nineties, early two thousands. You were, uh, probably a terrible mistake. <laughs> Though I mean, honestly, uh, what what other uh, 
like what what is more 2000s than a guy than guys like sitting around in a boardroom trying to figure out which groups they're still allowed to be racist to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They did make pretty much nothing but uh, World War II games for a while because it was always permissible to kill Nazis until it weirdly wasn't. Yeah, well, now Nazis are a protected group, so. <laughs> yeah. Don't like that. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm not literally, I'm joking, but. Yeah, I know, but. <laughs> that I'm, is still one no, of the. I'm jo- it's like, I'm joking. But not as much as I wish I were. That is still one of my favorite Twitter uh, temper tantrums I saw was when one of the last uh, Wolfenstein games came out. Uh, and uh, they just like put out on Twitter something like kill a Nazi and people got super butthurt. Yeah. About a video game where you, where you, where you, where you kill Nazis. And that's what it's been about for almost 30 years now. Uh, Nazis, Nazi is an offensive term. We prefer Teutonic Americans. <laughs> Well, anyways, we're way off script now, so. Yeah, yeah, we were originally talking about uh, holidays and, and tree goo, so. Always with the tree goo. Uh, gotta well, love, tree, you gotta uh, love a good goo. Huh? Gotta love a good goo. Yeah. Something else that the 90s was great at. Well, I think actually goo is one of Sonic Youth's more overrated albums, but. <laughs> you would say that, you nerd. <laughs> Uh, you want to wrap this thing up? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. And I it's think about... we said more than enough. Yeah, it's about that time. So my name is Ness. And David. And you've been listening to another Splatterpunks ramble on. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening. And we will be back with more holiday horrors. Keep on rambling. Jugalin. We are free and barely sober with so many toys to build. The machines are kind of tricky. Probably someone will be killed. But we gladly work for nothing. Which is good because we don't intend to pay. The elves are back to work today. Hooray! We have just a couple hours to make several billion gifts. The labor isn't easy. And you'll all work triple shifts. You can make the job go quicker if you turn up the controls to super speed. It's back to work on Xmas Eve. Selfish little bastards, do you want the kids to think that Santa's just a crummy, empty-handed jerk? Then shut your yaps and back to work. Now it's very nearly Xmas, and we've done the best we could. These toy soldiers are poorly painted. And they're made from inferior wood. I should give you all a beating, but I really have to fly. If I weren't stuck here frozen, I'd harpoon you in the eye. Now it's back into our tenements to drown ourselves in rye. Day. Hooray!